From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hour number three is underway, Dean. Live microphones. Uh, Braden, Vince, Dean Frazier, and uh, Bill George all in the studio today. Glenn is out fishing uh, in a different way. He's putting it in grease and cooking it up for all of his uh, a big uh, church gathering out that they're yeah. having today. It, so the the people from the church are going to feed some people in uh, assisted living. Right. is what it is. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Giving back to the community, as yes, uh, Glenn likes to do that kind of good stuff. So he's a good guy, uh, and of course, our good friend uh, Jonathan Swindle is back up in. Beautiful Bluntstown, still uh, cleaning up, tearing up, replanting, trying to fix everything up for hunting season uh, after Michael came roaring through and destroyed everything up there. So uh, it ain't over for those folks up there. I know that we live down here in harmony with nature, uh, you know, petting the bears and feeding the goose. Um, but uh, nature uh, also sometimes uh, destroys a lot of stuff. And Jonathan's up there. It, it's called the renewing. It's renewing. It's, you take the old growth, you you knock it down, and allow new growth to come up. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what he's thinking while he's out there having to listen to that chainsaw <laughs> scream for eight hours. That's a, yeah, it's just nature. I'm uh, renewing everything. That's, that's, that's what it does. Well, hopefully sure. Jonathan can take a break and call. Say hi. No, he won't. Whether it's fire or flood or water Same. level going way up or way down, it's nature's way of... Reset the clock. That's one thing that uh, that's one thing that Florida does right with all the controlled burns. And you look at like places like California, and they they can't even pick up. I am am a big fan of the of the uh, of the fire. Well, yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, they can't even pick up all the stuff that falls on the ground in the forest. They have to leave everything alone. It's just a big old tinder pile. What are you talking about? You're you're preaching to the choir here, Dean. We all is that a dating website? That it is fire tinder. Tender, oh. Oh, I don't. and their uh, um, their little icon is a flame too. <laughs> so so anyway, <laughs> we are over here while Vince and I are over here uh, well, trying to stay far away, oh, trying to stay far, God. far away from the other two people in the room. Uh, Dean, you were bringing up something. I brought up the fact that uh, you can now listen to the show yeah. on uh, channel uh, zero radio dot com, and then. Uh, uh, in your younger generation speak, you were talking about some VPN. Yeah, so blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what that a, is. Bill George, a, get ready to translate. You're a computer guy. Well, it's a it's a big thing now where uh, you know certain places uh, in the world you are not allowed to look at certain websites or, uh, for instance, in the uh, uh, European Union, you have uh, you know bans on certain speech or memes or whatever else and people want to get information so they use a vpn you can be in north korea and use a vpn and just say you're in america and you can look up whatever you want and there's uh they don't keep data on it so you are completely incognito and how do you get this vpn you oh, speak there's, of? well there's a there's a few of them uh, i mean the, the thing is that there's so many options and they're only like four or five bucks a month and you, it just it's a it's a good way that uh, you could be here and say you want to be in another state or something like, you know it's it's no one will know where you're at. And so what you, is VPN? VPN private I, network. What did yes. you say? 
virtual private network. Oh, okay. And so I know you like to use DuckDuckGo, but it's a it's a very um, it's it's kind of like that in the sense of uh, you don't want people to know where you are or what you're doing, and it's a it's a very private way to uh, keep anonymous, no matter where you are. Really, going yep. back to the Fourth of July, that's why we left those countries. Yes. So I'm saying is that you might have a random country that pops up and you're like, well, why would somebody be listening there? Well, maybe they're in a different country where they can't look up uh, things on the internet like we can and they use a VPN to listen to the show. Yeah, but there's certain things on the internet we shouldn't be looking up anyways. Let's, let's what face is that? It. Oh, it, what is that? That's a whole other show. That's not for you to decide. That's not for the... We'll talk about the, that on Wednesday. The point, the point being is that... Uh, you know, it's we, you, you, there's ways to have the freedom to do that. It's a great thing. Now, but all you you're all the same. Oh, we're going to pay five bucks for this, ten bucks for that, twelve bucks for that. Where do you guys get all this money that you can spend? That you can have all these little streaming gadgets and gadgets that you guys use? Well, they save so much money on Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got most of my tax return taken away because I never had it. <laughs> it sounds kind of like uh, it's almost the same thing as hunting these days. You know, you a little five bucks here, ten bucks there, seven bucks there, Let's five bucks there, right. twenty it's bucks there. It's a whole lot cheaper than cable. Yes, uh, these who, days, who, who has cable anymore? I do. I do. <laughs> Wi-Fi. As long as you coming after my cable, I say right? as long as you have Wi-Fi. You are good. And what I mean, happens you, when the Wi-Fi goes out in the middle of your show? It's uh, on the cable. <laughs> <laughs> when, Game of, when Game of Thrones was on, you know, like I just, HBO there, Go. Their HBO Go went down, and like everybody went crazy, and I exactly. had my cable. I was so happy. Oh, me too. Yeah. That's from everybody trying to log in to see the Starbucks Cup. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. But anyway, if you uh, if you are in one of these uh, countries or you have a relative who listens uh, overseas, um, you know, I guess you can uh, just go to uh, channel zero radio dot net or com 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 com, and uh, you can go and uh, check it out right there, and you're all good. I'll think if someone's overseas in, say, like Afghanistan or something, I seriously doubt they can look up a lot of the things that uh, oh, yeah, we do over true. here. Well, so you're it's on very useful. It's- well, it's, well, I guess you got a point there, but it's it's probably very useful. Well, I know that we do have a lot of service members. Uh, we had one individual who called from overseas one time and could not uh, disclose his location. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure he was probably listening on some sort of. Uh, VPN. VPN, you know, over there <laughs> by the uh, feds. And uh, looking at our uh, our uh, statistics, uh, we do have quite a few people who listen. I don't know why, but over in the uh, country of China, I don't I don't know why. Well, they, I seriously doubt they are. They're spying that, on that, us. That would be very difficult for them, wouldn't it? I I don't know. It says uh, right. Here, I can't pronounce any of the cities' names, but uh, good luck with that. Uh, and we have quite a few over in India and other places as well. So uh, I'm. I, I don't know. Maybe they're over there hunting Axis deer or Sambar deer or something. They're, you're some their Russia thesis too. statement. What's that? We're the thesis statement. They're writing about the crazy Americans. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? We're just basically a thesis. That's all we are. We we have no uh, we have no uh, locations. We're whatsoever. just a couple guys in a petri dish. Yeah, we have. Uh, uh, looking at these stats, uh, we have uh, United States, Hong Kong. Uh, number one, of course, is the United States. Number two is Hong Kong. And then uh, Canada, United Kingdom, Ireland, India, Netherlands, France, Sweden, and China are our top ten. We hmm. have quite a few listeners over in the Russian Federation. Hey, Putin! 
what's going on over there. And uh, Germany, Croatia. Uh, they do a lot of hog hunting in Croatia. So, yes. yeah, I could get that. I can understand that. And um, Italy, Switzerland, Ukraine, Philippines, Israel, Czech Republic, South Africa, Myanmar, uh, Singapore, hmm. Japan, Brazil, and uh, Australia are top 25. And so there you go. I'm surprised Australia wow. is that far down. This is a, you made it through a top ten and a top twenty five inside of a segment. I did because <laughs> I didn't have any interruptions. Wait, wait, wait! Really? You said Indonesia? Yes, I said Indonesia. It's number seven. Okay. All right, Were they hunt orangutans out there or something? Can you what break it down? <laughs> are the United States in where? Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe yes. um, like at that. Uh, Florida's number one, Illinois number two, uh, undisclosed is number three. Undisclosed. That's the VPN he There's was talking the about. There's the VPN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Virginia, Minnesota, Ohio, New York. Uh, so uh, get ready for a good deer hunting season up there in New York. Uh, Georgia, California, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina, Texas, Indiana, South Carolina, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, South Dakota, Oregon, Vermont, uh, Maryland, Louisiana, and Washington. And I'm thinking state. Uh, but it goes all the way. We have all the way to the top 35. And last but not least, at number 35 is Nevada. Well, I would think that uh, with all those, you know, the first states that you brought up, they probably uh, are here half the year. You know, there's, there's a lot of snow, there's a lot of snowbirds. <laughs> that is true. I never even put two and two together. If you take uh, Illinois, Virginia, Minnesota, Ohio, New York, uh, yeah, that's uh, the top lot. seven. <laughs> so we have a lot of visitors who probably listen to the show while they're visiting and then continue while they're up there. I don't know, but I'd really now my curiosity is peaked to know who number three is because that is a just a dot. Click it. There, there's nothing on there that says anything. It just says it, the dot goes even on that. <laughs> it doesn't give you anything. It's just a, it's just. A I dot. forgot about revolver. Well, I know we we touched on it briefly earlier, but uh, in the last week or so, there's been a bear in Lakeland, and there's been a bear in Brandon. Yeah, and uh, apparently uh, the one in Brandon was uh, uh, stopping in at a Wawa or two, and then uh, <laughs> decided to go check out uh, you know a couple of other restaurants. I don't know, but it's not true. Just like there's no cougars above Okeechobee, okay? There are none, and there's no Burmese pythons anywhere up around this area whatsoever. None, none, none whatsoever. whatsoever. None up here. No, nope. yeah. we have no rivers or streams or anything to connect to the Everglades, so there's no way they're going to get up here. We're all good. <laughs> Pinellas County would be the last vestige of uh, sanctuary that we don't have Burmese pythons, I think. I we think all know right. they're tasty. Well, they got to get across Tampa Bay, and good luck. You know people have the them sharkies. as pets here, right? Well, we have 13-foot uh, hammerheads swimming that, around. That's true. Now, so that, that is not true. They don't come to the beaches. Are you kidding me? That's you, only if people you, chum them. Oh, you know what? we come back, I'm going to tell you about my great white uh, shark conversation I had with an individual yesterday, and this will be good. All right, we're going to take a great <laughs> break. Uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince, uh, Dean, the uh, Motormouth Frazier in the yeah. studio, and uh, it's a George, and uh, Aaron <laughs> on the other side of the glass, answering your phone calls. If you'd like to join in on the show, you may do so. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit, and before the break, we were talking about 
uh, you know, Tampa Bay and the, and the Sharks, we were talking about the video that was circulating around this past week. I showed it to my children, who immediately was like, does that really, does that really happen? Uh, where the woman was being filmed from the high-rise uh, apartment or condo or hotel that this guy was in, and the woman's out there on her back just, you know, la, 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 Swimming. floating around. Swimming, not, you know, vigorously, but just enjoying the moment. And here's about an eight foot, uh, you know, shark kind of like comes in, takes a look at her right left, you know, right next to her, then swims around her. And then finally somebody was starting to yell shark and shark and shark. <laughs> and she was like, what, what? And she kind of started motioning back towards the beach, not extremely fast, but at a more quicker Accelerated pace. Accelerated rate. <laughs> yeah. than she was when she was out there leisurely floating around on her back. But um, we always often say you don't realize that how many people... Um, are out there amongst them in this time of year. Uh, the only time you ever hear anything on the media is, it's that time of year, Stingray Shuffle. we got to do the Stingray Shuffle when you're out on the beach. And they show all these big migrating, uh, you know, countos rays who don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> well, what do you think the big sharks are eating? And uh, I had a conversation with a guide yesterday, and um, we were talking about the... Uh, uh, how the tarpon were down in Boca Grande and blah, blah, blah. And I said, were the sharks bad this year? He said, not really, because he doesn't fish the pass. He fishes offshore out on the hill, and, and you know he's a little away from the chaos. Uh, he said, so we don't have to deal with the sharks as much. He said, but um, they're out there, and there's lots of them. And I said, well, and I told him the, the great white story that uh, you know JJ and I encountered on this side, on the north side of the Skyway. And he said, yeah, I've seen a couple of them out there. The closest I ever saw one inshore was around seven miles, which if you think about it, seven miles means you're in what, 20 feet of water? <laughs> you know, it's not very far out. It's, it's not real, real deep out there. You may find some pockets out there that are 30, but the vast majority, it's not real, real deep out there. And he said, but the one you really need to worry about in this area that a lot of people don't talk about, everybody talks about, oh, bull sharks, you know, bull sharks are out there, they're all over the place, or great whites, you know, uh, uh, they're way offshore, don't worry about it, but hammerheads, you know, hammerheads, you got to worry about the hammerheads. He said, man, you don't have to worry about those. He said, the ones you want to worry about are the tiger sharks. <laughs> The tiger sharks that are in town, they're they'll the ones. Eat, they'll eat anything and everything, no matter what it is. Well, the thing is, is they don't necessarily always eat it, but they taste everything. They at least go give it a shot. Yep. You know, they're like, oh, I don't know what that is, but let me go uh, put my mouth on it, and then I'll decide if I like it or not. That's the thing. Know, it's like, like a kid. It's like, a uh, buffet, try your beans. Try your buffet por- line. I'm going to take a little bit of yeah. this and that. And then, <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no. I, do, I really so, don't feel that. See if that. I really like, like that one that I'm, uh, you, know, you know, see what I like. Well, yeah. we're lucky enough that sharks like hammerheads. I mean, they eat big things. They love other sharks like blacktips, and they love, you know, stingrays, uh, stingrays and yeah. they love tarpon, but they don't mess with people luckily and there are a lot more of them than people realize but as he said the tiger sharks there's not as many but you don't want to be in the water with a tiger shark yeah and i think uh when it comes to the bull shark i think that's a matter of uh, a matter of maybe mistaken identity or aggressiveness in, yeah. a, in an area where they're just in a bad mood yeah, you know, I mean, they, they can true. do the damage because they're big enough. Like a black tip, you're more likely to run into them, but they're not really, they don't have as much of the, uh, you know, they don't have enough to back it. No. You know, it's just a quick little nip. But a tiger shark, that quick little nip, that's not a, that's not an easy thing to recover from. Last time I went out and uh, uh, went out towards the beach, I went down to uh, 
Pinellas Point, the very end right across from Fort mm-hmm. DeSoto there, the little pier that's there. And on the other side, my brother and my kids were out there surfing. I mean, it was a good wave day. It was very windy, and there was some waves out there. They were um, surfing and bodyboarding out there. And 50 yards away at the end of the pier, uh, we had a family there that was hauling in sharks. They, you yep. know, were catching sharks on shrimp, you know, not big ones. Yeah. You know, maybe three footers at the most, but they were there and they hauled in like three of them. <clears throat> and uh, when I showed my kids that video and said, just be aware, you know, that's why you wear polarized glasses when you're out in the water. And, uh, you know, you pay attention to your surroundings. You look for bait fish that are jumping. You look for things that are moving out of the way extremely quick. You don't quick. wear shiny objects. And I try to keep down the shiny stuff to a minimum and things like that. And um, Get your suntan before you go in the water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you think about it. And as I said, tarpon and uh, stingrays are one of the biggest uh, food animals that those, you know, that sharks have readily available. And mullet. And, 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 and mullet. But, you know, especially like stingrays and they're how close do stingrays come to the shore right in the surf Mm -hmm. i mean shoot you can find a 50 pound southern stingray in a couple inches of water sure and those sharks will cruise up and down the beach you know in the you know as long as there's some water there they'll come all the way up and people are surprised they're like they don't realize it that people don't realize it and they think that oh you're only gonna you can't shark fish because you're gonna chum it up and bring them in no they're already there they're already looking for food in that area because that's (laughs) what they eat yeah well you gotta tell that to bill george in the FWC. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, he could have come and expressed his opinion, but he couldn't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's not this. Yeah, it's you're not, not doing anything these again. days. You're yeah. not doing these things. You can go out there and do that. Well, did, did you, uh, don't you have some friends that do a bit of I do, fishing? and uh, they. Uh, I've seen nothing but post after post after post of uh, all this paperwork that, no, well, not paperwork, but, um, you know, emails and stuff after they've completed uh, some sort of, you know, safety course or, you know, they I just purchased got these the free day. licensing you and all this license? stuff. I just ordered it, yeah, and I got to, now I got to do this stupid no. shark beach sharking test. Well, and that's the thing is that they, they have all this stuff going on, <laughs> and I tell you what, I guarantee you, give it a couple years, they get a good idea of how many people are doing it, and they're going to be like, yeah, now that's going to be $5, and next thing you know, it's like, uh, you know what, you have to, you know, the, there's going to be so many hoops to jump through eventually that they're just going to try to make it difficult for people to even want to do it. Well, see, you, those people... And I've said it before, if you turn around and you don't deploy via some alternative method your bait and you have less than a four-foot leader and you don't use a fighting belt, you're not shark fishing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that the people that I know who do it, um, the the type of tackle they use and the type of sharks they want to target – it's they they have to use those things you know they're they're using i, I don't even know what the rule would be if if somebody else deployed the line and handed it to you you know there are there <laughs> might be loopholes but yeah. you know the fact that that you know not everybody's going to do you know try to jump through a bunch of hoops you know well the only reason that we're bringing this all up of course it's summertime and a lot of people are going to be out in the water i know that uh Scallop season is uh, going to be underway and all that kind of good stuff. And so there's going to be a lot of bodies in the water. Uh, Bay Scallops up in Pasco is going to be opening up in uh, July 19th through the 28th. Uh, you got Spiny Lobster season that's coming up. You've got uh, everybody, of course, Red Snapper uh, starting on July 13th uh, out in the Gulf States and Federal Waters is going to be closing. Uh, so a lot of people are out there. Bay Scallops are already going on um, on July 1st from uh, Franklin, Taylor, Levy, Hernando opens up 
<clears throat> so there's more bodies in the water this time of year, and um, you know you just got to be aware of those things. And I think one of the greatest things that you can ever do, and I, this may sound stupid, but it's so simple. One of the best ways to combat that kind of thing is just a good pair of sunglasses with great polarization. I don't it, care. Pick your own. You know, I you agree. can you can pick your own uh, maker brand or whatever it is. But uh, you know, Vince does this for a living, and he can tell you that a good pair of polarized glasses, you will be able to see that stuff in the water. As long as you're not at water level, if you're up, if you're weight fishing, you're in a boat, you will see them around you. I was but, driving over the Howard Franklin um, on my way back from dropping someone off at the airport, and I was looking in the water, and there was just this big sheen of darker brownish red water that looked i mean it looked terrible whatever it was i took i raised my glasses up and i couldn't even see it nope put them back on i'm like what is in the water like it it, yep. it almost looked like some sort of not obviously it used not to be a tarpon tie, but- it used to be a tarpon <laughs> and, then, and then now it's not a tarpon anymore now it's uh being digested no I'm i mean sure. like this covered like miles of water yeah. but costa del mar that's called and the then the oakley h2o optics i'm telling you Two of the best ones on the market. What yeah. about hooks? You like those? They're okay, but they're not. The, the lens quality isn't that great. But the polarization is what I'm really concerned that's, about. That's the lens quality. The polarization is not that great. <clears throat> well, they're using probably layered lenses on those, mm-hmm. and they're, they're kind of junk. Say, so well, I got some prescription Costas. They're great. I just can't deal with them, man. They just don't back their products, man. Every time I've ever sent a pair out to them, they send them back going, yeah, well, this that is not is a manufacturer defect. You have to pay for a brand new pair. And they'll pair. charge you 90 to 130 bucks. That's the only crappy thing that uh, they do. I yeah. want to see Ocean Waves come back. They used to have a lifetime warranty. My favorite, Kenons. I can't find them. Because uh, out of California, I had a scratch on lens. Dude sent me back a pair of glasses in three days. No charge, man. We got a 100% replacement warranty, dude. No problem. They're on their way back. Okay. It's awesome, was man. that your Beto O'Rourke impression? <laughs> That's exactly how the dude sounded when I talked to him on the phone. <laughs> me with a spoon. It was like that. No, dude, they're on their way back. You'll have them in like two days. It's cool. Everything's all good. It's like, all right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You only get my business from now on. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford Sabres. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden, Vince, Dean, and uh, Bill and Aaron in the studio today. If you uh, have a call, you may uh, give it to us. 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Glenn's out listening. He's out there cooking, of course. He's uh, bringing a lot of fish out there to some uh, good folks out there, doing a little community service out there today with his church, which is a good thing. And apparently, you know how he is. He's out there, and uh, everybody, once they find out who he is, they're like going, well, where can I go do this? Where can I go do that? Where can I go do this? And he's like, dude, where can a guy? Hey, I got a guy here who wants to know where can he go on a good hog hunt. And um, I just found out. I always keep this card in my pocket um, because I've always had it. I don't know if they're still around, but I, okay. I know they are. But Now, what is Jonathan up working on? He's working on his hunting area up there. <laughs> you can go into Arrowhead Archery, talk to them about a hog hunt. That's true. And it, it is a, a – they will put you up 
and feed you and take you hog hunting. That is true, and he already did a hog hunt uh, uh, even after the hurricane damage. A guy wanted to go, and he said, I don't care what it looks like out there. Let's go do it, and uh, was very successful on it. So that would be my first suggestion, getting out there and getting a hold of um, just Arrowhead Archery and uh, talking to uh, Jonathan and uh, seeing what you can do because uh, you can head up to Bluntstown, and as Bill just pointed out, it's uh, pretty all-inclusive. So. Uh, the other one that I have is the Cracker Heritage Hunting Preserve, which is down in Zofalo Springs, which is a good spot down there. I know uh, Dennis Cruz well, was a guy down there. You can go check them out at uh, Cracker Heritage Hunting. I think that's probably uh, CrackerHeritageHunting.com. Uh, you can go look it up and do that kind of thing if you're looking for a place to go get yourself some pork or any other thing they may hunt down there. And then uh, I just found out this past week, uh, Toby let me know that our, our good buddy uh, Megan is now the uh, head guide and, uh, as he likes to call it, head guide and feeder filler because, you know, that's part of your job while you're out there. And she's out there at the Real Florida Hunting Preserve. She's out there uh, uh, running things on that place. Uh, I don't know anything about that place. I've never been there before. Have you ever uh, been I there before? I haven't. I, you know, I, I'm trying to take a look at it right now and see where it is. But. You don't know? I don't know. I, I see something. Leesburg. It's over there in Leesburg, so well, that's not too far away. That, that's all you're going to give me? Uh, Mr. Know-it-all over there? That's all I got? Well, the website I'm looking at doesn't have a lot right now. Okay. Well, let's go to the phones. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Robin, are you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here, guys. What's going on, my man? You got a question, a comment? What are you, you going to do here? Well, um, I was wondering if you guys have heard anything about Goliath Grouper. Um, you know, um, I, I used to hear about charter captains that would go offshore that uh, couldn't catch a, a decent grouper or snapper because they couldn't get it to the surface because of Goliath grouper. Are you still hearing reports like that? Yeah, it still Every happens. Uh, not, yes, o- not only from hook and line, but also from divers. Uh, we hear actually in our circle of friends, uh, we know a lot of uh, the guys with the uh, St. Pete Dive Club and, of course, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we get to hear a lot of their stories a little bit more because they're personal friends of ours about uh, lost stringers, uh, stringers taken off the bottom. I mean, they don't even carry their stringers anymore. Uh, they usually shoot a fish, put it on a stringer, and leave it somewhere with a little uh, float or something on there so that they know where it is to go back to it because they don't want it to attach to their body in any way, shape, or form because yeah, I, guess, uh, you know, I guess being dragged around by a you know, I, I went to uh, Yeah, that's uh, not a good thing, and uh, especially when you're relying on a tank to stay alive you know i mean uh you know it's not one of those things where you can just kind of go oh he's got me let me go to the yeah. surface and take a breath it doesn't work that way so. i went to the skyway a few weeks ago snapper fishing and uh i kept on i hooked into three separate goliaths um i mean one was just on my bait i just felt a big thump and there was no stopping that it just went felt like a rock was moving and then i hooked <laughs> into a couple of snapper and thump gone just yeah. no no chance they're no. they're everywhere that was from the skyway oh that yeah the it, they've always to, been there yeah, if you go to the skyway now it's so it, you can legitimately go to the skyway and if you want to catch a goliath grouper you can catch one basically every single time without fail it is you not can't. hard they're endangered well there, there's, <laughs> there's some um there's some shark fishermen down there that should be able to oh, at I've, least get them to the surface. I've done well. The thing is, I used to do a lot of uh, floating out there, so I would you know float a balloon out with a bait toward the bridge, and uh, 
probably 75% of the time it wouldn't be a shark. It would be a grouper. That That's it. It happens all the time. What would be the penalty for uh, someone like Robin going down to the Skyway and hooking a uh, big giant Goliath grouper and it stayed up at the surface too long and the bull sharks took care of it? And absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's not, it's not out of the water. Don't, you don't take it out of the water. Well, yeah, you, just can't, you just can't take them. You just can't keep them. Well, can you, uh, can you reel up the head afterwards and uh, keep that or anything? Or can you? <laughs> I actually, <laughs> after that, it's not over a certain size. So can, we'll <laughs> one, one thing that I, I I'm saw. I'm just saying you can still get the Goliath grouper cheeks maybe and uh, have a couple fillets. Can you, can you reuse the head for some bait? I know it's a discussion. I know it's a discussion at the uh, FWC. Uh, about uh, there being a possibility of uh, getting, uh, like Tarpon, uh, getting a tape tag. The, uh, I just don't know how far they've gone with that. If they the, set it aside. They set it aside. thinking about it. Yeah, well, as Bill George goes to every single meeting, and so he's in on it more than than you and I because uh, the last time I went to the Goliath Grouper meeting, it literally uh, went to, to nothing. It turned into, you know, people... Uh, Bear, you know, more or less giving their opinion on uh, what they're having to deal with. So it's on the back burner for now, right, Bill? It is, and they're trying to collect more data, but they're only using a few select people. Instead of opening it up to a bunch of people to go get them, uh, you know, samples, DNA samples and whatnot, so they can try and get the idea of the population, um, they're, they're going about it a real slow way and basically kicking the can down the down the street mm-hmm. so well, well they look for they look for empirical evidence uh they they look for evidence that that can't be disputed and uh well, well then they should be know, talking if, to if divers talk to the, if, if you went down and talked to the people on the uh on the skyway bridge on a regular basis that that have the same experiences that you have uh and, and if they poll those people and question those people and then if they went to the dive clubs and questioned those people and yep. that they would get some really useful data. Yeah, but you know what? The, when we were at Bill Jackson's, we had, uh, I think the vast majority of people there were from the dive clubs. I mean, they were all divers, and, and they're all standing there with their arms folded up, and they're saying, dude, I'm telling you, they're, they're down there. They're, they're in record numbers. They're eating everything down there. No, you don't, no. you don't get to see what we see underwater. You're and, above there with a and, hook and line. It's totally different. And, Braden, what did the biologist tell you was their pretty much sole source of food crustaceans that's <laughs> what they told oh, me yeah. crustaceans were their soul uh, you know oh, that they okay. yeah well and even then if that's the case then we're all the slipper lobster we're all the big giant lobsters all the stuff that's out there um, we're talking about a resource that's being swallowed up by uh, multiple thousands of uh, of goliath grouper off the west coast that are not being molested or being hurt or being taken or being anything. I think there should be well, a tag if there system. Isn't a take, if there is not a take, how could a scientist determine what the contents of a, of a stomach are? They pull them out uh, of the water, I mean, they stick a water hose in their mouth, and then they oh. stick their hands literally down their throats and scoop out anything cool. in, their, in their stomach and take a look at it, and they sit there and guess what it is well there's there's some small bait fishing and there's a few crabs and there's a few, i mean they just whatever's left in the stomach contents that's how they're well, doing I would, it i would i would be a little more generous to them because um 
uh, it's the only data we have. It, it, it may not be complete, but it's the only data we have. So well, they're working on it now. That. They're working on more data now than they were going on in our meeting. That data was, what, what 1985? I think yeah. they were still relying on that from the 80s. And because we haven't had a harvest, the, the traditional way of doing surveys won't work. No. So they couldn't get something through peer review. And so they're they're working on trying to collect more data. They're just doing it in a very slow fashion. Well, all right, guys. I appreciate the information. And, uh, well, keep up the fight, Robin. We're, we're not done fighting for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to the day where I can go down to the hurricane and get a uh, nice uh, Goliath grouper sandwich. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know happens. how nice. I don't know how nice it would be if they're like other fish when they get really big that the meat gets rather uh, uh, un- undelectable. Trust me, trust me, otherwise. trust me. Toby Benoit or some Cajun I know has a recipe for it. I'm not there, worried. There's a way to get those worms out. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? I'm not afraid to eat worms once they're cooked. It's all good. Robin, thanks for the call, man. We got to take a break, man. Right. We appreciate you listening out there, man, and giving us a good uh, topic of conversation. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. Uh, Bill, stay on the phone. We're going to talk to you when we get back. Is that cool? All right, stay here. Don't go nowhere. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay there. Giving me agita. Good. <laughs> Good. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Dean, and Bill. And uh, Aaron, I got to ask you a question. Uh, can you hear me in there? You got your headphones and everything on? Is the uh, hour after ours, is it paid for, or is that just station programming brought in from uh, you know the West Coast or something? I believe it's paid for. Paid for programming after this. Because I was literally going to have to make this show go four hours today. <laughs> the great debate of our generation. Seriously, is here. I mean, uh, you guys start this up, and I'm like, now you do this. We got you know a few minutes left in the show, and you know this would be an hour's worth of discussion. How but, about we just tape it afterwards? Well, you know what, we could do a we could do an after show, and it would yeah. be probably even worse because it'd be filled with profanities and everything well, else. I'm sure. Let, let me just start by saying Getting this real two. quick. You are the type of person who is willing to give up rights and freedoms just for a little bit of convenience oh gosh Look, you know what it can't even happen bill how you doing this morning bill good morning gentlemen are you enjoying your show thank you uh you got right in the middle of it you're a savior you saved us yes. from this long-winded thank, thank you, conversation bill. well the reason why i called don't know if you heard or not i've been talking to a gentleman that's a realtor in clay county alabama the, they uh, passed the bill through the house and senate to make it legal to hunt hogs and deer in Alabama. But when you buy your license, you have to spend extra money to have that advertisement or extra tag uh, to hunt over bait. Oh, so you have to have a uh, bait tag on your right. license? Yes. Uh, and that's, if you're a resident, it's like $25. And if you're a non-resident, it's like 50 but it's your choice whether you get that bait tag or not. If you don't get it, according to the way they wrote the law, you have to be 100 yards from 
from the feeder or the bait that you have. That's kind of like uh, Osceola's here in the state of Florida, but I was thinking, as you were telling me this law, I'm looking at Bill George going, oh, this is just like meat on the bone for a guy like Bill George. Because <laughs> he's going to find every gray spot loophole that you can find in that law, and he'll be like, hey, I'm within 100 yards. I'm not breaking the law. I'm all good. I don't need the tag. So yeah. try, there's ways you can – I'm sure if – if you look in the clause, or Bill George would ask to go, well, how long does the feeder have to be established? And can it be there for only three months, and then you move it to another spot, and then hunt the spot where it used to be? And you know, I mean, there's 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 ways you can kind of get around that, but you got to understand this is new to them because I just saw what other state was it Texas or something that removed the restrictions now? So uh, there was some other state that just removed all the restrictions where you needed a tag or a license because it's just getting so out of hand. They're just like Florida. Just go kill them, okay? Just go well, and they, they were claiming it's to what well, bit I read on it. They were claiming it's to help reduce the hog population in they're having the problem with of course and once it gets out of hand when they see that this is not working uh that's probably going to have to go the way of the dodo hopefully the uh the commission up there will come to the point where they're like look nobody's buying this tag everybody's hunting 100 yards off of it or they're moving them or blah 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 so this is not working let's just go ahead and remove all the restrictions and just let them go out and kill the dang hogs okay let's just right, let them go to it you have to have, according to the way the governor signed it in the law, you have to have that baiting permit along with your hunting license to legally hunt over the bait. Yeah, well, I mean, for a few a few people, I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, for guide services, they'll probably get an exemption for that, right? Do you think, well, Bill George? I, I, I don't know how that's going to be is if you're going on a place that you're being offered services you're just there as a hunter i guess your your guide would have to say hey you're going to need this license if you're going to shoot on this stand you know well but, that's what i mean and i, I yeah. think a lot of them are going to complain enough to say look i can't you know you're making my clients pay another 50 bucks or whatever it is and yeah. you know and, you know like in tennessee and kentucky it's legal to bait for deer Okay. Well, well, yeah, well, I mean, uh, the, you, you know, get, but, uh, you know, I'm surprised like Georgia and Alabama until Alabama signed this law. You couldn't. Well, see, here in Florida, if you turn around and the pigs on your private property, it doesn't matter if there's a feeder or not. You don't even need a hunting license because you own it. Oh, OK. You, yeah, you, you own so, that hog. That's your property. So feed, not feed. That's that's your livestock at that point. Yep. Right. It's uh, now property of the property owner. So See, if it's on my yard uh, in the morning and it's on Vince's yard in the afternoon, it's, now it's his pig. See, so, that, that's what I don't get about the whole uh, python thing down here, too. It's the same exact thing where these are, one, hogs are invasive species. You sure. know, they, They're they not originally from here. They are a nuisance where they're um, where they're from because they the way they tear things up same thing pythons are nuisance because they eat everything why isn't it that a species like that you can't just go out and get rid of the population if you have to you because you can't make money off of well, it that's, that's what that, alabama's that's doing uh, yeah and they, so if you can tax or you know get make money off of any sort of commodity it's ridiculous what these you know these local governments are doing it's it's making more money. it's giving dean agenda it, it, it's uh <laughs> Well, the governor signed it into law, so it's official in Alabama. So. Well, at least it's a start. You know, I mean, uh, maybe that'll help uh, eradicate them for a while, at least the ones in the area. Um, because, uh, but then after that, you know, hogs aren't stupid. They get they get they get trained to it, and um, 
once you kill all the ones that used to come to the feeders, all the babies and everything that ran off, they're like, well, I ain't going back over there. I saw what happened to Aunt, Aunt Martha. I'm not going back exactly. over there. Exactly. So they'll move to someplace else, so you have to keep moving. Well, I, I, gentlemen, have a great day, and keep up the good work on the show. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate it. Go have a great, wonderful weekend, man. Appreciate the phone call. Listen, uh, before we get out of here, Toby uh, Benoit, listening to the show up there, I'm sure, on uh, on um, the Internet, because we can't pick up the signal up there. <laughs> but uh, he wanted me to bring up the point. We were talking about the Python a little bit earlier. That's... A different program, the one where they got the 500th Python. Yes. Uh, the uh, the SwiftMud program, the one that Dusty is involved in, they've actually captured over 2,200 uh, Pythons. Okay. At, so at that's, a, that's, at that's one, up to 2,700. At, at one-fourteenth the expense. So actually it's cheaper uh, with the SwiftMud way than it is the other way. So... Uh, they've done a lot more, and he wanted to remind everybody, by the way, I do have a Python recipe in my Carnivore Country cookbook. So, <laughs> Of if, course Toby does. And you know what? That is a great cookbook to have. If you don't have one, if you're a wild game person and uh, you know uh, you really want to freak out the, uh, the in-laws or something, uh, he's got a really good recipe in there for raccoon and some other things like that that people would be like, you know, after you're done with dinner, how'd you like dinner? Oh, it's awesome. It's wonderful. You're a great cook. Yeah, that raccoon ain't so bad, is it? What? What? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Carnivore Country Cookbook. And uh, you can look it up online. I think it's on Amazon and some other places like that where you can get it. But Toby's a good guy, and he keeps abreast of all that stuff. I asked him one time if he was actually going to work on a coyote recipe, and he goes, man, I don't want to eat those things. <laughs> so I don't want to eat those things. So uh, that, that may be one you may never find in uh, Carnivore Country Cookbook 2. You know, one of those kind of deals. But uh, I just before we get out of here today, I wanted to thank you guys for coming in at the last minute. I know, Always. I know that um, you know uh, Glenn's got his thing. He had, he's been working on this for a while, and um, it came to fruition. So he wanted to get out and do it today. And of course, uh, Jonathan, thanks for filling in for him. I know he owes you a great gratitude for filling in, taking his seat, and because uh, he's got. He's got a lot of stuff to do up there. I know we kind of joke about it and all that kind of stuff, but in reality, uh, the man has spent. You think about the amount of money the man has spent just to go up there and make that property uh, better than it was before the hurricane, so that all these animals can come out there and have a beautiful place to eat and lunch and make babies and do all that stuff, and then maybe catch a bullet <laughs> <laughs> or an arrow. It sounds so nice there. It's like, yeah, just come out and have some food. It's it's like hunting a national park. You know, it's nice. <laughs> hey, look at the size of that buffalo. Get a picture just before I shoot it. You know, one of those deals. No, but uh, thank you guys for coming in. Thank any you, opportunity, thank you mother, man. Any opportunity to come out and make fun of Vince is a great opportunity. And you know what, boy, for, you're barking up the wrong tree there, son. <laughs> and, thanks for, uh, and thanks for making it back safely from uh, your road trip to Pennsylvania, which I know you didn't do this year. You actually flew, which I, really freaked it, me out. It freaked a lot of my family out, too. Bill on a plane? <laughs> I can't believe it. Did you were out there? Uh, did you sit by the window so you could take pictures and look at the clouds? Or no. did you hide your face in a pillow and sleep the whole way and snore? I did like you sleep do here on in the, the studio. Back. I did sleep on the way back. I kind of figured you would. So it's so much nicer, though, isn't it? You oh. don't have to deal with all those crazies with their oh, no. uh, trailers. No, no, and no, stuff? no. It is not nicer. What do you mean? It's Come on, Bill. One more. If I would have had another half a day or three quarters of a day, it would have been a road trip. Well, let me ask you this, or I should tell you this. 
never take a plane to Hawaii, Japan, or anywhere else outside the United no, States. No, take the train to tra- take the train to Hawaii. Take the train. AOC has a great vision. Are you kidding me? How the heck am I getting to Hawaii if I don't take a plane? Are we going to be able to do that? Oh, in, that's in that's, her that's AOC's plan is to have a high speed rail. We have a Dude, we have a awesome. around the equator. That would be really on, cool on the schedule. I think we should just make an autobahn that goes straight from the tip of Florida <laughs> from Key West all the way to the West Coast all the way to Hawaii, so you can drive like as fast as you want to. That'd be awesome. Underground rail. No, I don't want that. Thank you guys again for coming out. Thanks for all the calls today. Thanks for all you listeners. Thank you, Aaron, for a great job. We'll see you guys next Saturday on the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Have a great weekend.